<clears throat> Welcome to the TB Toy Cast, where Travis and Brian talk all things toys from the past, the present, and the future. Ugh, that's all we need, another podcast where a bunch of nerds talk about toys. Enjoy the show! <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja Sworn enemy of the turtle. It feels so good to be so bad. With his henchmen, the dreaded foot soldiers, the mutants Bebop and Rocksteady. What do I do with them? Destroy them! Oh, what turtle soup? From Planet. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to another exciting episode of the TB Toy Cast. My name is Brian, and joining me in this adventure through the toy aisle, good friend of mine, Travis. Travis, how's it going today, man? Uh, doing great, man. Uh, just another day in paradise. How are you doing? Well, yeah, that's that definitely it is toy paradise, right? You know. Um, there you go. That's a. Uh, it's the world we live in. Sometimes is uh, looking for toys, collecting toys, spending too much money on toys, and time and energy and all that good stuff. But that's what the show's about. It's about. Um, People like us who are, you know, toy collectors, sometimes lifetime toy collectors, and people who are all into nostalgia and things of that nature. Uh, last week, our main event was, of course, Masters of the Universe Series 1, which I thought was a really great way to start, and I announced that this week we will be uh, going over Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Series 1, which is awesome. It's another great toy line. But I'm going to change things up, Travis, for the listeners, and I think uh, I kind of pitched this idea to you. You seem to dig it. What we're going to do for next uh, next episode, episode three, I'm going to give you three options of, of different toy lines, and you're going to pick from those three options, and then the following week will be the same way, but it'll be three different options. I mean, there could be a repeat, but maybe not. So, it's going to be kind of a crapshoot which way we end up going with this. I think it'll be a lot of fun, though. It's like a choose-your-own-adventure right now. Pretty like, much, dude. Exactly. But if you don't like it, you can't go back an episode and rewind it and make me change my change my thought, guys. So, you know, as, if I choose something and it ends up being horrible, we just got to roll with it. We can't, can't go back an episode because it says the story ends here. So Exactly. exactly. Keep it rolling. But we're going to – I mean, these are toys too, like, right? I mean, like any even the bad toy lines are fun to talk about, right? So, oh, yeah, they may even be more fun to talk about than, like, a classic toy line just because of the craziness and, you know, the randomness of the of the line. So. Exactly. And, and that's kind of what I want to do is throw in some of the classics in there to you but also throw in, like, a handful of curveballs that you're like, oh, didn't think about that. And it'd be so off the wall that you're like, okay, I have to pick that because that's amazing. So it'll be uh, it'll be good times. But – um, as as I said, the main event this week will be the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the first series from 1988. Uh, but before we dive into that, we got to talk about what's getting us excited, man. Um, I'll start this week because I think everyone's talking about it. Freaking Mattel announced the return of WWE Retros. I mean, the Hasbro-style figures have really taken on a life of their own since Mattel released the Retros a few years ago. They canceled the line. Now Cello Toys, Zombie Sailor. Probably other companies are making their own uh, retro-style figures. Jason Wolf's doing uh, custom Hasbros. Um, everybody's doing these. And so it kind of makes sense that Mattel brought this back. And we saw, uh, of course, renderings for 
uh, a rowdy Roddy Piper. It looked like with a removable kilt, and then a Mean Gene Okerlund, who uh, who is a huge omission from the original Hasbro line. So that's got me excited, man. Anything? Uh, any thoughts on that? Uh, I'm excited to see it back. Uh, I, you know, I always hate that it's like here's the teaser. We'll have more at San Diego. It's like, all right, well, is San Diego going to be in the summer, or is this going to be when San Diego is really happening uh, the weekend of Thanksgiving? Um, I heard them overall, actually. They I, did say that there would be reveals at San Diego in July, so it'll probably be some type of like SDCC at home in July. And so that will be like maybe mini because I mean SDCC in November is not going to be like the full on experience. So there'll be announcements in the summer, I think. Okay, cool. Uh, and I'm not surprised. You know, Mattel is just following what what the fans want and what the fans are craving. And Steve Ozer uh, and Bill McKenna have their hands on the pulse by. You know, listening to fans, and they listened and they listened, but when we didn't get what we wanted, and other people stepped up to the plate, and I think they saw that, you know, fully posable talks about wallet heat. They saw that 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 share of the the money is going to other places. So can't have that. Let's let's step up, get get the ball rolling again. Well, and I also wonder if they saw this. This is just a completely off the top of my head, but a lot of these other toy lines are not doing these for ten dollars. They're significantly more than that. So I wonder if they realize, like, hmm, maybe we could do these better at a more premium price, and that's what they're going to offer. That's just sheer speculation on my end. The reason I say that is because, based on how the retros were previously, I will absolutely be ordering these offering site. You know, because I it's become a thing now. And I know you know this. You wait, you miss out. Right. And, you know, I've, I've had that happen with uh, WWE Motu. Uh, you and I have talked about it, never really on a podcast, but through text and whatnot, even through some phone calls. But I think the demise of the retros is because of the demise of Toys R Us. The first two series were Walmart exclusives. Three started showing up at GameStop and Target and a little bit of Toys R Us because that's right when Toys R Us was closing. And then after that, it was a crapshoot. And I think all of the stock was supposed to, not all of the stock, but a good majority of the stock of all the rest of those lines were going to be at Toys R Us, and then when they closed, they had nowhere to go, and then all of a sudden, you're not seeing lines four through ten at all, but then, hey, here's five below, we've got them for five bucks a pop, and then the next series shows up, and the next series shows up, and it's, you know, they didn't show up at regular uh, retailers, they just started showing up at five below, uh, and at ringside, so... Um, well, and, I, and I've said this gonna... before too. Like I, I've walked. I, I don't know how many times I walked in Walmart, willingly ready to spend ten dollars a figure, and never saw them. And then I went to Five Below and I saw them, so I spent five bucks a figure. You know, like right. What kind of marketing is that? Uh, I think I think we're going to see a, an increase in price, maybe fifteen twenty bucks. Um, Motu's doing well at fifteen. I think that'll probably be where they go. Yeah. I I think that would. That's what I was thinking because Motu 
uh, with it being $5 cheaper than an elite uh, and $5 more than a basic, like, I have no problem. In my mind, when I get a Moto, I'm like, yes, it's not an elite. It's not 20 bucks. Like, sure. I'm, this this is a good price on a figure. Let's roll with it. So uh, if we if we get the 12 to 15, um, and like you said, it looks like Piper's got a removable kilt. Mean Gene has a microphone. Yes. So we might be getting some accessories this time around a, a little more. Which that also may justify the slight price increase if it does happen. Which I, I'm all for. Like, I, I agree, absolutely. And kind of going off of that with the retros, in uh, some other toy news with the Series 7 of WWE Mo- Motu, uh, they released an all-Legends line. Like, there was no current roster, so maybe the retros are going to actually now release all old guys that uh, were not in the original Hasbro line. So, but I, I think that that's a great idea. Like, I mean, I look at the, um, the Motu line and like the fiend, I'm like, okay, that's fine. And Jake, the snake and, and Mr. T I'm like, absolutely. But then you have Seth Rollins and it's like, I'll buy him because I don't want to like not have him, but totally not needed. Exactly. And that's not, it's not a knock on Seth Rollins. It's just something about the guys of today they they don't give me that same nostalgic feelings of guys of yesteryear. And I actually um I've been really getting into I when I get into something I kinda go all in on it. I've been really getting into that T shirt company, um I believe it's homage or Bane made fun of me the other day on Breaker Maid's Power Hour. He's like it's homage and I'm like, I don't I don't think that's right. But it, I I think it is homage. Uh, if it's not homage, it's homage. It's tomato, tomato, homage, homage. Like, and this is the guy that calls a, a gif a jif. You know, jif is peanut butter, pal. And he's got Outriders beard co, so he doesn't know how to spell or say anything anyway. Exactly, his name's a nightmare. You know, like, come on. Who puts an underscore in their name? Exactly. What's up with that? <laughs> but but uh, Ohio, Ohio, Ohio uh, natives uh, out of Columbus. Uh, absolutely. Right down, uh, Right down the street. So uh, shout out to those guys. Well, but I but I noticed with their WWE t-shirt line, and I guess I never really paid attention, but I think with Chalk Line it's probably the same, where it's mostly Legends. Um, Homage, however, is entirely Legends. There's no current day t-shirts. There's no Seth Rollins shirt. There's no Roman Reigns shirt. It's literally Legend guys. That's it. So... That being said, it's like they have baseball, like old school MLB logos and things like that. So maybe that's what they're paying tribute to, which makes sense, kind of the name of their company. Oh, yeah. And so I think Mattel may have set back and be like, okay, we're making retros of AJ Styles and Seth Rollins and and Sheamus and all that's fine. But let's make like let's make guys that fit into that old school Hasbro line. Like, to me, that's what I got when I saw Mean Gene and Rowdy Rowdy Piper. Because it's a different version of Piper, short hair, with the removable kilt. So I'm like, okay, I'm all in on that. They obviously have rights to do Greg Valentine, so they could finally give us a rhythm and blues Greg that we never got. Right. Um, There's a lot of things they could do. Obviously, they have Fred Ottman under contract, so we could get a tugboat, which would be amazing. Um, there's a lot of stuff they could do. Um, 
I would love them to to go like Har- like Harlem Heat. Give me some WCW guys, WCW teams, like people that kind of would fit into that Hasbro esque era of that retro feel. I mean, they're called Mattel retros. Give us retro guys, and I would be all about that. Um, so I think maybe this was a back to the drawing board. And let's get it right this time. And now they're going to get it right. So everyone was complaining that they're going away. But now they're going to do it right. And I'm all for it. And uh, Masters of the Universe has obviously been a huge success. I know a lot of people initially did not think so. But, dude, Wave 7 looks great, man. Wave 7 is my favorite line since the original 6 that came out. Everyone in Wave 7, to me, knocks it out of the park. You've got your Bret Hart with Triclops. Perfect too, and I would have never guessed that, but that was perfect. I it the re, I heard the reason that they went Triclops is because he he's the quote unquote sharpshooter, ah. so that's why he's got the the movable eyes to to laser in. Um, you've got Andre the Giant, which uh, is larger than the rest of the figures, so I'll be interested to see how that works in packaging and if he's going to be 15 bucks or is he going to be like uh battle cat and panthro at 20 could be that'll be interesting uh we've got a man-at-arms sergeant slaughter uh that's my personal favorite figure of the wave oh that's that that one is great because it it makes sense you know man-at-arms was the man at arms ahead of the attorney and army and what and, is and now think slaughter? about it there's a sergeant slaughter wwf figure there's a sergeant slaughter gi joe and a sergeant slaughter masters of the universe perfect yeah it's amazing and then the last one of the series uh which has got another little entendre is junkyard dog and spike or and uh what's funny about that and this is all hearsay, um, but the reason that I heard that they combined JYD and Spiker is because the, there's been a long-running gag with the Spikor figure for years that he looked like a dog chew toy with that red and the blue and the like spikes that come out of a dog chew toy. Mm, and yeah, I can see that. So if you look at that figure... And it's like, well, who are we going to cross him up? Why not cross him up with a dog? So that is the, like, fan speculation. That being said, we'll never really find out why the things happened. But, you know, Spike Orr was a, looked like a, a dog chew toy. And they've got junkyard dogs, so why not throw throw him in the mix? And JYD, I loved his LJN, but he obviously he got a he's had a Mattel Elite, he's had a uh, Mattel Retro, and now a Masters of the Universe. Is it kind of shocking to you that they put him in so many lines? Because I've never felt like like JYD was a guy like oh man, I hope he's in that line because I just never. It's not that I didn't want him or I won't buy him because I definitely will. I just it's kind of shocking to me that that's the one they went with. Uh, I think they. I apologize in advance to Scott Toon. I know you're a big JYD fan. I never was. A, I, I'm like you, man. He was, It was just like, oh, okay. Um, this one, I think they just looked in the Legends bucket. Who haven't we made a figure of? Uh, okay, let's let's roll and and, and go with that. So, uh, 
Like I said, it, I, I think it's just pure luck. Uh, I'm glad because it looks like you can take everything off of them. And for the people that collect these as uh, modern-day Rimcos, you've now got your JYD sure. modern-day Rimcos. So uh, kudos to you. Definitely some cool stuff there. Now to, now to change gears over to our figure hunting segment, we got to talk about stuff that we have uh, – we have uh, been looking for or have found, and uh, Travis, I'll let you go first on this one. I, uh, I I've only found a, a couple things recently. Like I said, there's not. We're going through a big uh, revamp stage right now, where the the toy aisles, at least in my part of Ohio, are very bare at the moment. Um, I feel like we go through those a lot. Do we not? Yeah, but then it's like we're in we're in April now, so it's like spring. So now it's time for the spring revamp. But if you don't get the toys immediately, you know we've talked about this before too. You're going to miss the the toys for the spring revamp. So yeah, um, I was in my local Meyer uh, getting groceries because Meyer never, uh, at least around here, never updates their toys. But they had Basics One Seventeen. I saw two regular Tony Storms. I didn't see the Red Chase, so I passed on that. Um, and other than that, I did see that um, in the Hot Wheels monster trucks, I actually saw it today, uh, there is a Battle Cat monster truck oh, that, nice. is out, that is out. Uh, it's a green monster truck with a tail coming off the back with the Battle Cat red armor that goes over the top. Uh, so I picked that up three bucks, um, just because it's a, you know, a Motu, uh, little one-off Motu, uh, collector thing. And for three bucks, I went, you know, I'm, I'm all in. Absolutely. I think little things like that are sometimes kind of fun, but I, but I find this interesting because here is you, an individual who's probably willing to spend some money and there's nothing that you want. You know what I mean? Isn't that a weird feeling? As a collector, it is. It, it's it's frustrating because uh, I'll go to Walmart and right now the only thing is He-Man and Skeletor with Battle Cat, maybe yep. a Sky Sled. Um, Which no, that Sky Sled was really scarce there for a while. Yeah, it well it came out right in the middle of COVID last year, if I recall, like right yep. in July, right before uh, He-Man and Skeletor series one hit. Um, and I, I, I initially missed it, but then got lucky and and found it. But um, no Joes, uh, no new Joes that I've seen, uh, no new Power Rangers. The last thing that I've seen with the Power Rangers was the uh, the the wrap, uh, wrapping pumpkin. Um, mm-hmm. No new Marvel Legends. Like I said, I think it, it's a it's you know. A, revolving story, but I think we're getting ready for the quote-unquote spring reset, and uh, the thing with the resets, though, is they never do it all at once. It's just right. sporadic whenever they get uh, whenever they get the the inventory in, so uh, what, what, have, uh, what have you been seeing out uh, in your neck of the woods? Well, and I think sometimes, too, with, with you know, figure hunting, toy spotting, legwork, whatever you want to call it, there's always um, 
it always kind of has to do with what you're into. And for me, it, man, it's weird because like, like I want new GI Joes. I want new masters of the universe, but I am so used to not finding them that I'm not even really like looking for them. If that makes sense. It's like, I, 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 I went into a couple of stores today, just today. And yeah, they had He-Man, they had Skeletor, Battle Cat, Sky Sled, no Joes whatsoever. And um, I, I did get into kind of collecting uh, the DC multiverse there for a little bit. And they, they did have a new, um, the Green Green Lantern John Stewart figure. Okay. I thought about grabbing okay. that, but I, but I did pass for the time, but I may go back and get that at some point. But it's it's weird to me, man, because I'm like, here I am. I'm willing, like, if, if you had He-Man on the shelves right now, I would buy what you had. If you had G.I. Joe's, because, I, I mean, Flint and Lady J are showing up. People are, are spotting them. I would and buy the, Zartan I, and the Cobra Trooper are showing up as well from, I, I've seen, right. starting to show up. I, I have yet, I have one target. So, I, you know, my I've made the joke before, and we'll, I'll make it here on the podcast. Like I have the worst target in Ohio. So whenever it comes to Joe, unless, unless I pre-order it on Hasbro pulse, like I, I don't get Joe because I'll never get it in my target. Yeah, man. Um, interestingly enough, I found a random Zartan one figure at a Walgreens. Really? No Cobra trooper. Nothing else. I mean, like, literally no other good figures in that entire Walgreens, but one Zartan. And I'm like, whoa, you know. And that's another weird thing. Walgreens is kind of getting into the figure game, but it's like they don't they don't even understand it. And there's so many Walgreens, at least there are around here. Some of them don't even have figures. Some of them do. Like, you, you'll just, you never know what you'll find there. I, I know exactly what you mean. I've got... Almost every small town has at least one Walgreens, if not two, on the north side and the south side of town. Yeah. Um, we've got one up here in up by me in Huber Heights that uh, is pretty decent. But then there's one by the by the mall that you walk in, and I kid you not, at any given time they have forty Marvel Legends. Like they don't have them on the pegs; they've got them on like three different shelves, like five deep, five deep. Oh yeah. And Walgreens has exclusive Marvel legends. Like, dude, I remember when I got really into them, all the, uh, all the Walgreens had the exclusive fantastic four ones. Yes. And I remember thinking like, Hmm, maybe I should order all these on eBay. And then, you know, they're like double the price on eBay at this point. I'm like, I could just start hitting some Walgreens. So I just spent the next couple of weeks hitting all of them that I could. I found three of them. Like, I literally found Mr. Fantastic, I found Invisible Woman, and I found, um, I think I found a Mr. Fantastic, um, I found a thing, but I never found Human Torch, so I did order that one, but yeah, like, I found three of the four that I needed. So, that's the weird thing about Walgreens, is every now and then, you'll, you'll find, you'll find a grail, because I don't think people know to check there all the time, and I don't think they probably have the brick seat type stuff happening there, so... The people working there have no idea about any of it. it. Just you'll just kind of randomly run into some luck. Like I remember that day that I bought that Zartan, there was also a Mike Bennett basic or Mike Canellis. That was the only other like figure of any type, but they had both of those. It was just like how random. Well, and also there, uh, they don't have a stocking crew. 
Right. It's just the, the person running the register stock. So it's not like they stock everything overnight like they've been doing recently with, you know, we're now getting back to some normalcy where maybe some of the 24 hours stores will stay open. But, you know, they, they've been through the COVID time stocking at night when they've been closed and everybody's been showing up first thing in the morning, in the morning. But, you know, that doesn't happen at Walgreens because you need your cold medicine. You need your, right. Uh, bang energy, your your Red Bull, your you know whatever you you don't go into Walgreens like I said specifically looking for figures. So they get to that point. You know, all right, let's get everything out that needs to get out. Okay, well now let's get to the the toy section. So well, it's a, random when they put all that stuff out. And I kind of first fell into checking Walgreens with uh, Funko because they had some exclusive Funkos. Um, most notably, they had a lot of exclusive WWE Funko Pops. Yes. And so that's kind of when I first got into checking there. And, I, and I'm sure you're the same way, man. Like, sometimes your fandom goes from, like, okay, I'm not really into Funko Pops. I'm more into Marvel Legends. But I remember when I would buy Funko seeing Marvel Legends. And so it's like, well, let me go check. And like I said, I, I have found a few random pieces there. So, like I said, if you're out there listening yeah. to this and looking for certain stuff, Walgreens definitely is a place to check. I, uh, I saw in one of the wrestling figure groups uh, within the past couple months, uh, they uh, a guy walked into his Walgreens and found the Bludgeon Brother Luke Harper figure. And it was it, absolutely. I don't doubt that at all. And that's one of the the beautiful things about it is, you know, they may get one or two uh, of a certain line. But it'll sit there for months because nobody thinks to go there. And right. this guy, you know, managed to luck out and get a highly sought after figure for 20 bucks because that's just what randomly showed up at his Walgreens. Yeah, it's definitely, a, like I said, it's definitely a place to check because you just, you literally never know. And if you have stories about finding random stuff at Wal- Walgreens, hit us up on the uh, on the email or uh, through our social media, uh, emails at tbtoycast.yahoo.com. Um, and then social media at TV Toycast. Let us know what you found. Uh, but to kind of tra- change gears, I uh, I did find it kind of a grail piece online, Travis, and um, I told you about it. So a few months ago, I got into Battle Trolls. Uh, Battle Trolls was a pretty popular line for like a very very short amount of time when I was a kid, and you know basically they were you know troll dolls were super popular. This was the boy answer to that. We're gonna do a boys line and try to make it just as popular. So you had like the Trollminator who looked like the Terminator and, you know, Ninjuk Troll who was like the ninja and so on and so forth. Well, I never knew this, but in Wave 3, they had a figure called the Trolltimate Wrestler. And I, I initially thought it was called Trolltimate Warrior, but I think it, it actually was, but they changed it due to just not being too close. Right. He's clearly the ultimate warrior. Now, what I did not realize is when I embarked on this adventure to collect the battle trolls because there's only three waves of four, of eight figures so it's not a crazy long line of figures to collect what I didn't know was that wave three was incredibly scarce and very hard to find which is probably why I never knew about that figure in fact it may have never even hit my local Walmart so a few weeks ago I found a Trolltimate Warrior pop up on eBay and I'm like holy crap there it is it's going for like 10 bucks, and I'm like, awesome, let's do it. 
And so I, I'm watching the auction, and I think I bid on it, and I bid twenty, and I'm like, I'll definitely get it for that, you know. Last minute, bam, 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 went for like forty, and I'm like, son of a gun, like they totally sniped me on it. Uh. So then another one pops up, and it was starting out at like twenty five, so I was like, okay, this is going to be a little bit more expensive of a figure. And um, lo and behold, last minute, the price did go up. But I sniped it from this guy for $31 shipped at nice. two seconds to spare in the auction. There you go, man. So uh, anyway, uh, Trultimate Warrior, uh, or Trultimate Wrestler, excuse me, he arrived today. So one step closer to completing that Battle Trolls line. Does he have any problems putting over any of the other uh, Battle Trolls? Uh, I'm sure that he will. You know, and okay. figuratively put a gun to my head and say that doesn't work for me, brother. But you know, we'll we'll see. Uh, I mean, we'll we'll find out at uh, uh, Battle Troll SummerSlam if he's going to hold you up for more money to to put anybody else over. Well, I have to get that new Sid Justice Elite because justice will be served. Uh, I mean, it's softball season. We're in the spring, so you may have to wait until the fall. Damn it. <laughs> You know what? I I have huge issues with that figure. Like, if he had the red trunks underneath, I would consider it figure of the year. The red singlet, I'm like, nope. Doesn't work for me. That just absolutely bothers me. And maybe it shouldn't, but it does. uh, It it was a stretch. I I would have much rather had the light blue trunks, Sid Justice, WWF. Light blue uh, is ideal, but I knew that they made the basic in the light blue. Right. So I was like... But he also wore red in that era. And I would have been okay with that. I know Psycho Sid was more of the black. So if you gave me the red trunks, I again, I will say, perfect. You did a red singlet. I'm like, really? Like, I mean, most people probably don't even remember him in the singlet. No, they don't. That was, that was just such a miss, I thought. I remember the black singlet, but yeah, the red one was... I had to double check myself. Uh, right. I, uh... I also got somewhat of a grail piece, but it's something uh, that I got in the mail today. Uh, It's something that I have been looking for since the beginning of eBay, so late 99, early 2000, um, when uh, I was five or six, right before kindergarten, so this is like 1985, 1986, right in the... The, the heyday of superpowers and the Super Friends cartoon. Uh, my mom bought me this coloring mat of the Super Friends. Uh, it had Superman, Batman and Robin, Batgirl, Aquaman, Wonder Woman, uh, I think Superboy. Um, but it was huge. Now you got to remember, I'm, you know, five or six, so huge to me is like. You know, it, it was bigger than me, so of course it's huge. Uh, so it's probably like three feet wide, four feet, and um, but it was a, a white mat. It was glossy, so when you got done coloring it on it with your crayons, uh, you sprayed it with Windex, uh, wiped it down, and you could color on it again. Oh, um, that's kind of a fun idea. Yeah, like it, it was just, and I remember just laying on the uh, kitchen floor in my uh, in my house uh, with my crayons because that was the best place the, the hard 
hard floor, the, the tile floor, and, and coloring on this coloring mat just for hours at a time because, it, it, like I said, it was huge, just this monster thing. So um, I've been looking for it, like I said, since the dawn of eBay or since I could get on eBay in like late 90s, early 2000s, and looking for it, looking for it, like DC floor coloring mat or Super Friends coloring mat, and I never was able to find anything. And I'm in this superpowers group on Facebook, and, you know, I see people, you know, they're talking about their their figures, or, you know, this is what I just bought, this, that, and I, on, on Friday, I just, man, I'm just going to put this out there in the world, you know, maybe somebody can tell me that I'm crazy, or, like, I've got a Mandela effect that this thing never existed because I'm f- very, very efficient on eBay. You're thinking it's like the Sinbad movie, right? Exactly. Like, I know that I had this, but do I really? Did I really have this? Because I have <laughs> not seen this thing since I was five years old. So, I, you know, I, I, I make my post and I, I put basically what I just, you know, told you guys. And like 15 minutes later, I get a response, and the guy goes, "Is this it?" And he shows me a picture, and his name—I think it was Sean Ball, if I recall. And uh, I look at it, and I just immediately went back to 1987. I said, "Yes, that is it." I said, "What is it? Do you have any info? Like, what can I, you know, help me out here? Because I've obviously been..." barking up the wrong tree forever mm-hmm. and he goes well it is by name a birthday party coloring tablecloth so so it's a tablecloth it's not a floor mat which makes sense why you couldn't find it exactly so like I said I've been looking at floor mats um, because I remember laying on the floor coloring on it so in my mind it's a floor mat like but uh, he then uh, found one on eBay, posted the link. Uh, I didn't get the notification for that comment, and somebody else in the group sniped one, picked one up. I was a little bummed out, but I was like, you know what? At least I know what I'm looking for now. Like, I, I, I'm going to be able to find one. Well, then he shoots me a message and says, hey, man, uh, I, I know that you know, you've been looking for this. Uh, I've got no use for it. I'd much rather it go to a collector or somebody that it's got a sentimental value to. And, uh, you know, he shot me a price, which was considerably less than what the eBay auction was. It showed up today, and I am ecstatic that that I have this piece that, you know, that I thought was, you know, that I knew about, but it, I might not have known about it. And... Uh, it, it's finally, I've got it back. It's got a bunch of uh, Kurt Swan, Superman art, and Jose Luis Garcia Lopez from the uh, from the style guide. Like It's just this nice piece of nostalgia that that little part of my collecting heart uh, is once once again full. That's awesome, man. I think it's so it's such a cool thing when you are able to track down a piece that you've been looking for, especially in that case because you literally when I when I mentioned the Sinbad movie, 
what I was referring to there, if anyone doesn't know, there's this been long standing rumor that Sinbad was in a movie called um, like Shazam, I think, about a genie. And everyone's like, you remember the Sinbad movie, Sinbad movie where he's a genie and he's wearing like, you know, the turban and stuff. And everyone's like, oh, yeah, definitely. But that movie doesn't exist. And so everyone's like, well, why do I why do I remember that? You know, <laughs> so it's that. Right. That, that, you said, I think Mandela effect is what they call it. And um, that's a fun conspiracy theory if you guys are into those. But, yeah, I've had that too where I remember a certain toy or a certain thing. But then years later I'm like, well, did that really exist? And I, I remember one of mine was there was this three-pack. I remember getting it at Walmart. They were G.I. Joe in scale. But they were wrestlers. But they were like bootleg knockoff you know, wrestlers. Okay. And I remember getting this three pack and I remember I played with them with my GI Joes cause they were the same size, same scale, but they were like wrestlers, which I mean, honestly, I always played with my GI Joes like wrestlers because they were movable. And that was oh, not yeah. really a thing that they did with wrestling figures at the time, which is kind of weird that they didn't because that's the whole point of wrestling is being able to move and put them in holds and stuff. Duke was my world champion. Right, right uh, exactly. And so... WWGI Joe. Exactly. Perfect, which is amazing. And I remember thinking, like, what were those things called? And I remember what one of them looked like, but I didn't remember any details on them. And I remember getting on Twitter a few years ago, and I was like, hey, I remember having these. Does anyone remember? And then, like you, like you were saying, within a few seconds, like someone's like this? And I'm like, oh, my God, that's it. And it's so crazy to, like... Because, obviously, especially as a kid... You get that, you get it home, you immediately open it up, you throw away the box. So I didn't remember what the box looked like. I didn't know what it was called. I just knew they were wrestlers. And I remember they had two sets, but I only got one. Well, I mean, two sets that I knew of at the time anyway. So that might be something we dive into in the future because those were super fun. I've always liked the bootleg wrestlers, though, because I always wanted to know if they were real. Because especially in those days, in the 90s and the late 80s, pretty much if it wasn't on TV, you didn't know because... That was our only exposure. There was no internet or anything like that. Whereas now, someone we just Google it and like, oh yeah, not real. <laughs> well, I've I've got a I've got a funny story that I'll well I say funny story an ironic story um, that I, that I'll tease to to when we get to bootleg wrestlers. But uh, we had growing up we had a an odd lots in in our town and we would go uh, you know just to walk through and I would always go through the toys and odd lots would either, you know, get a bunch of bootleg toys at the time. Cause this is like the eighties. And so they had their bootleg masters of the universe and they would, that's where they first started getting their overstock. But I remember vividly, vividly as a kid seeing these he man looking wrestlers that were ended up being the entire AWA line and I never ever bought them because I thought well there's no such thing as a Ric Flair right they're like he's there's no WCW figures the Ric Flair figure is is the uh uh the Galoob like right. He's not a he-man. This is a knockoff. And like, I didn't know what a knockoff was. I said, this is a fake. Or, you know. Uh, but I think we knew what knockoff toys were, even though we didn't know what they were. Like, we knew. Because I remember seeing, like, I remember legit at Service Merchandise seeing a ring 
knockoff ring that showed a Hasbro and a Galoob in the ring, like the box did. Yes. It was and, like what you would find at, a, a, at flea markets as yeah. well at the time. If you went to the flea market, you could find your knockoff toys. Sure. And that, so that was like a very much a thing. Because like, I remember several knockoff toys. I just didn't know. Like I said, like with AWA, I remember seeing those too. But you don't know if they're real guys or not. And that's right, kind of what was they, always interesting about the knockoff toys is you don't know. Are these based off of something? Or are these just, you know, some type of weird knockoff thing? But. Yeah, like, like if we go down the whole bootleg rabbit hole, my gosh, like that would be hard to even cover all of that. Oh yeah, because there's bootleg Joes, bootleg, uh, you know, tons of bootleg Marvel and DC. So it, it's its own. We'll have a spinoff one day. Uh, oh yeah, that'll be a just bootlegs are us. <laughs> no doubt. Well, dude, I think it's about time to dive into our main event. Are you ready? Tier one's ready. Well, we uh, we announced at the top of the show and last week, obviously, that we are going over series one of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. These were released in 1988. Um, you know what's funny is I remember watching the toys that made us, and they talked about Masters of the Universe kind of dwindling in popularity around this time. I wonder if it wasn't so much that Motu was not popular, but something like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles just overtook it in popularity because. I remember this being the toy line to get in my childhood, man. Yes, I do as well. I remember uh, it was second grade specifically was uh, my my birthday party. I had, that's when I start had started asking for uh, teenage mutant ninja turtles, and it was. This first series, uh, that was because uh, I could not. I had a friend. His name was Ben. And boy, I, I can't believe I remember this. But he had all the turtles, all of them. And I invited him to my birthday party. And he goes, well, what turtles do you want? Because uh, I think the second series was out at, the, at that time with Casey Jones and all that. So there, there was... A little more than a handful of Series 1, and I said, I need Shredder, and I need April O'Neil. And he ended up getting me a Shredder and Leatherhead, because he couldn't find April, but, like... I'd still I, be okay with Leatherhead, though. I mean, yeah, I oh, get yeah. you want April, but still, that's not a bad, that's not a bad get. No, nah, Leatherhead was, was great. Uh, and I only wanted April because... It, it completed. I even back then I was a completionist. Like sure. gotta get, gotta have, um, gotta have all of them. But I, I remember seeing these in the the very first time on an end cap at Children's Palace, and just looking at them and going, "What is this?" Yeah, and it it was all series one. No April. I and I, I never ever saw April O'Neil in uh, at retail, but I saw Splinter and uh, Shredder and all the turtles, and I remember just looking at everything on this end cap, going, "What are these? Like what? 
this is before I had seen the the commercial. I or commercial. Listen to me. <laughs> it really was a commercial to buy the toys. The the first cartoon, uh, and this is like I said, I'm well, I'm very very young. I don't even know what an independent comic book is. So I never read the the original comic book, but uh, I remember seeing them and and going, all right. These are cool. And to me, it reminds me a lot of when you see Masters of the Universe, where it's like, I don't know what these are, but I want them. Yeah. Like, why do they have different color bands? Like, I, my first two were Raphael and Leonardo, uh, because my favorite colors were uh, blue and red. And then when I realized who Leonardo was, I was like, man, why did I waste my time on Leonardo? I should have got Michelangelo. It's the way it goes sometimes, and especially with a line you don't recognize. But let's dive into the actual figures here, the basic way from 1988. We get April O'Neil, uh, as you mentioned, which comes with um, a camcorder, a gun, wireless microphone, and a TMNT portable computer and a ninja star. Uh, she also has a variant with a blue stripe on the leg. Now, I don't know if this is so much a variant or, like, second run. Because I know a lot of these waves, they weren't producing multiple waves a year like they are nowadays. So I think this is more kind of just part of that, like a, a reissue. That would be my, my assumption. Like a, and this one like has a... a running bl- change or... Yeah. It might even be... Um, they were... They were making so many of these. This might be a case of like the old LJNs. That this sure. a one of the they, they were running them out of Mexico and other factories. Like the this factory put a blue stripe on it on accident. Yeah, and they just like it was the eighties. Like ah, screw it. Like we've got to get these out to make money. So yeah. So it's, so you have the original one, then blue stripe on the leg, then no stripe on the leg. So you have three different versions of April in the first wave. Uh, then we have uh, Bebop, who uh, is obviously a part of the Foot Clan. He includes a uh, a turtle shell drill, garbage can shield, and a knife. And then he also has a variant with a soft head. Now, I don't know a lot about this, but I have heard the soft heads are worth quite a bit of money. Yes, the, the soft heads were not... They, they were the first run. Uh, they were okay. squishy like like your Masters of the Universe before. Uh, or AWA. So, yeah. So when you when you squeezed them, they they squeezed. So it, it was uh, like I said, the first series or I don't want to say series because this is a series, but the first production were soft heads, and then I, I think uh, they realized that it would just be more cost effective to make it uh, the same uh, hard plastic for the entire, uh, the entire body. Yeah. Um, our next figure in the first wave is Donatello. One of the four turtles. Uh, he comes with the bow staff, the turtle fist daggers, ninja stars, and a comma. And he also is a variant with a soft head. Now I, I don't know if these pictures are accurate, but the pictures I'm seeing doesn't necessarily look like a soft head, so I'd, I'd be kind of curious to see those. They're they're hard to find, and yeah. Even even a uh, even a uh, like a, a beat up one, 
is still pretty sought after. So they're 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 soft, but they're not like I've seen one, but they're not, not like super super squishy. But you can definitely push the nose in, and when it pops out, you're like, okay, like, yeah. it's uh, you know one of well, I'll we'll get to something uh, an observation that I had about the uh, weapons once we go through the rest of the line. Next up, we have the Foot Soldier, of course. Now, this is kind of an interesting one because it's just one figure, but um, I would think most people, if possible, you would want to get multiple Foot Soldiers, but um, I never had multiple. I always had just the one Foot Soldier, so I feel like that's kind of a thing. Like today, it would be nice to have multiple, but it wasn't really an option back then, I don't think. Yeah, I never was a troop builder. I never had more right. than one Foot Soldier, one Cobra Trooper, um, because I, if I was going to buy a figure, I wanted to buy a figure I didn't have, not a Agreed. double of something that I had already had. Agreed. Uh, the foot soldier comes with the turtle shell biter, electro shock mace, and a turtle carver knife. Following that, we have Leonardo, which uh, you said you regret. I, I'll be honest; I'm a big Leonardo fan, so I would have I would have gladly picked up Leonardo. But he includes his katana blades, turtle fist daggers, ninja stars, and a comma. And he also has a soft head version as well. Next up is Michelangelo. He includes the nunchucks, which is his trademark weapon, of course. Turtle fist daggers, ninja stars, and a comma. And he also again has a soft head variant. And then, of course, the four turtle to round out the four turtles is Raphael. Uh, a lot of people's favorites in those in that era. Um, he was mine as well, but I think that kind of transitioned over to Michelangelo. Uh, he include he gets his two size turtle fist daggers, ninja stars, and the comma. And uh, he also has a soft head variant. Then, of course, this is actually a pretty deep first wave. Then we get Rocksteady, um, who includes his retro mutagen gun, manhole cover shield, turtle carver knife and he also has a soft head variant as well shredder one of my personal favorites um the cutting armor sword ninja stars fist daggers and the comma master splinter includes a ninja bow sword cane ninja stars he also has a soft head variant and that rounds out the first wave of the teenage mutant ninja turtles i'll be honest man that's a pretty freaking solid set like that's um Masters of the Universe Series 1 was great, but man, that's a pretty dang good set as well. I I think this is the, if not the best, one of the best first series, because you have, uh, you have all four of the Turtles with Master Splinter, you've got Shredder with Rocksteady and Bebop, you've got a Foot Soldier for a Bad Guy Jobber, like, you hit... Everything that was in the the main people, except Krang, uh, that is in that first season of the uh, Turtles cartoon. Like you cannot get any better than that because you you've got it all right here. Bebop and Rocksteady. Well, I, I mentioned Homage earlier. That's one of the first shirts I bought. They had a Bebop and Rocksteady shirt. And I'm like, oh, but because <laughs> I'm a I'm a huge mark for those two characters. I just think they're Amazing henchmen for for what they are, uh, but yeah, I agree, man. It's such a great way because you've got your your main bad guy, you got his under underlings, plus the jobber and the foot soldier, 
You got the four turtles. You got their their uh, teacher in Master Splinter, and you got their ally in April O'Neil. So if you're playing as a got- kid, it's almost it's not complete, but you got a pretty solid base right away. Exactly, and you've got the there's a rivalry between Splinter and Shredder, so they're arch enemies. So it it just like the and Bebop and Rocksteady fight the turtles, and the turtles fight Shredder. Like it's all like I don't know, I don't want to say perfect, but everything just flows. And agreed, you don't even have to play with April. April comes with the camera accessory. You just put April on the side to stand there and record everything for Channel Two News. Absolutely, it was it it was just like playing in uh, playing reenacting the the cartoon. Yeah, such a such a great wave. Uh, I can't wait. I think what will be interesting about this is when we dive into future waves of this line because that's when the variant characters like you know I remember very specifically having like a sheriff Donatello. So it'll be fun to dive into all those because at the time I remember hating them. Now I'm like, man, that's kind of fun, you know. So it's it'll be interesting to see what that. But a lot of that was because I didn't have a regular Donatello because I was right. I was born in '85, so these were probably well gone by the time I was able to collect them. So it's kind of interesting how that goes. But I said, you know, at the top of the show, what I'm going to do is I'm going to pick three toy lines and allow you to choose our next episodes uh, main event are you ready for your three choices Travis I am ready choice number one G.I. Joe a real American hero series one that's a good one yes choice number two battle trolls series one choice number three and this is where the curveball comes in the Simpsons World of Springfield from Playmates Series 1. Oh, man. Very, very different types of toy lines, which is what makes this fun, right? Oh, yeah, because um, now I am going to pick, just because it is a blind spot in mine, you know, this is this is the the reason of, of my my choice. Um, I love GI Joe, but I'm not going to pick GI Joe because the first series of GI Joe are your basic twelve, and I'm probably going to get murdered for this. But the first twelve of GI Joe is fairly boring, all in green. And I actually agree with that. I looked those up in preparation for this show, and I was kind of shocked that they weren't that colorful. Like I was like, oh. These must have really gotten yeah. better as the waves went. It did. You know, there's a, a lot of Joe fans have a soft spot for those first 12, Zap, and, you know, but we'd really just be talking about Scarlet and Snake Eyes. Um, I love the Simpsons Playmates. Uh, I actually had a few of those because I, I would find them at uh, KB. But in honor of you finally getting the Trolltimate wrestler or Trolltimate warrior we're just going to call him Trolltimate warrior uh i am going to pick battle trolls fantastic so that will be our main event for episode three battle trolls um if you don't remember that one you're probably not alone because it didn't last long but again i think it was uh it was one of those lines that was a little bit ahead of its time each uh 
each character was very unique into itself, very pop culture related. Like there was something about it that made it different. And uh, I think that that's a cool thing. You know, it's, it, it probably would have also been one of those toy lines would have been way more successful had it had an animated series of some sort. But you got to think about it real quick. It was good enough to have its own little knockoff slash spinoff in uh, Toy Story because there's kind of a battle troll in Toy Story. Oh, very true. Yeah, you're right. So, so it's got it's got a little bit of legs behind it. So I will be doing some homework and uh, who knows? I may have my own battle troll by the time. The next episode, I, I may be hitting up the old eBay to to see what I can find. I will, I will tell you, definitely hit up eBay, but also hit up Macari. There's some good stuff there too. Okay. So yeah, that will be next week. Again, thank you guys for checking out the TB Toycast. Follow us on our social media at TB Toycast on uh, on Twitter and Instagram. The email is tbtoycast at yahoo.com. Thanks for checking out episode two, and we will see you guys in the toy aisle. Take it easy, guys.